This is the Brewing Network's Brewing with Style, hosted by Jamil Zanishev and Mike Tasty McDole, along with special guest Jonathan Plise. Now, here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Hey, everybody. I got to uh, get rid of the uh, plisse on the. Uh, yeah, yeah. I tried to get a guy to uh, edit that out. Edit that out. But, yeah. I think we just like do a the hard and dirty edit, just like. Yeah. A special guest will just make somebody up. Like, right. no way they could they be here. Like Pete uh, and Ari couldn't be here. No, no, they're too important to be here. Well, you know, these pretenders though. They we'll are. Use them. They are. They are good friends of ours. So That's true. they could possibly have been passing by and decided to stop in here. The freeway was jammed, so we just yeah, fell off just the freeway. <laughs> beating traffic. Yeah. They just needed a place to stop and get out of the uh, get out of the, the flow of traffic. Exactly. Oh, we have the uh, the uh, famous and infamous uh, Pete Schlossberg from Pete's Wicked Ales in the past and Pete's Chocolates and, and Pete's... Uh, it's be on television. Pete's over, uh, he's famous on TV. He's uh, famous... Uh, all over the place. Just a minor celebrity, really a minor celebrity. <laughs> minor, minor celebrity. And Ari, uh, if you enjoy the photos in the uh, in the yeast book, he took some of the photos for for us in the yeast book. They were of uh, what were they of? They were were they Firestone Walker photos? Yes, from the old days. Right. Yeah. Of the uh, the Burton Union type of thing that they had set up and. Uh, Fermenting in the barrels. Fermenting in the barrels, yeah. Which, do they even do that anymore? Or are they kind of giving up on that? I think they do. Yeah, they yeah. I believe they do. Yeah. All the the big heavy beers that go into the anniversary beer. Yeah. Because originally, every beer was supposed to be done that way. Every beer with really? like English yeast and done in those barrels. <laughs> yeah, until they got like... Right, and then... They got big, like, holy shit. <laughs> We'd have to have a Burton Union as long as it's bigger in this whole town. Mm-hmm. Well, and one thing I want to do... I'm going to put in a, a double drop system. Familiar with double, dro- double drop? It sounds like a form of torture. Right. No, uh, this was the way that uh, British ales were, were brewed, and it was considered a far superior method to anything else that people had. However, the problem was it was equipment intensive, and, uh-huh. and so they got away from it because they're just like, well, yeah, it makes it better, but, man, it's costing us a fortune. Essentially, it's a fermenter above a fermenter. And truly, your uh, your blue brew plant would be above the first fermenter. So it'd all be gravity. Okay. It'd all be gravity. Mm-hmm. And you would, uh, uh, you know, do your mash, and then you would louder, and you would just let it out of the kettle. You would let that just splash down into the uh, the first fermenter. Chill? chill uh, no chilling? Just yeah, chill it. Chill you it. Know. Chill. I mean, back then, whatever they had, they'd chill it and uh, into the first fermenter. All right. And they would uh, pitch their yeast, and they would let that uh, ferment for a couple of days. And then it, it was a flat bottom uh, vessel, the top one. And then they would just open up a valve, like on a you know inch and a half, two inch pipe, and that would just fall down into the fermenter below, and uh, it would leave behind a lot of the trube. Oh. And uh, it would aerate everything, and it would you know recast the yeast that was uh, you know in suspension. And uh, and until you know, just a few years ago, I think um, they were down to like one remaining brewery doing double drop, and um, 
now a couple of small people have started up, uh, you know, new breweries have started up in England that are doing double drop. So I thought that was pretty cool. I'm like, That's all right, cool. I'm going to do. Now you're not actually going to drop it in. You're going to pump it in from a well, fermenter. we'd have to pump it from our uh, or from our kettle to you know up up to the first one. No, I'm talking about what? putting one above another. Really? Oh yeah. You don't need to do that though. Can't you just pump it up there? Well, <clears throat> come on. Yeah, there's home brewers who do the double drop too. Fine, they can do gravity easy. You got a hundred barrel right, fermenter. Right. You trade it's, it's the principle, this man. Thing above. Right. Let's be real here. I don't know that we'd be brewing 120 barrel batches of. Uh, yeah, know, well, what if it works? Bitter. You said that. <laughs> You're right. Well, then, yeah. then I'll just. Uh, you said better, right? Like you're not doing this. I'll do it. To jack yourself off. It really right. is going to be better, right? Well, I don't know. I I haven't brewed that way. So uh, I'm thinking of doing that. The, one of the theories that we had was <clears throat> you can, uh, uh, you know, since the purpose is aerating and kind of stirring things up and dropping, uh, you know, troube, well, we can, you know, conical fermenter, we could just drop the, the, the sludge off the bottom. Sure. And then we'll take sterile air and just blow it up through. And then, you know, stir it up that way and aerate it that way. I'm sure there's some way we could kind of uh, mimic the behavior and the amount. Oh, of you're making an historically accurate beer. I'm <laughs> I'm thinking like, wait a minute, how are you going to be able to repeat this? I mean, how do you know what the O2 levels are? I mean, well, we you don't care about that. We could measure that. You're, okay, I'm just saying, for repeatability's sake, uh, yeah. you want to be able to use you know like the exact same sort of like stage of fermentation in the first fermenter. Same oxygen shovels. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Right, cool. We'll, we'll take a, a bunch of data. And what style are you going to make, did you say? An English style beer? Oh, yeah. It would be some sort of bitter or mild. Or, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And yeah, then, uh, I mean, because we I mean, we have a, another batch of bitter in the tank right now. Oh. Um, and it turns out so good. We, we really love it. So the next thing I'm looking for, you know, Pete, how are you on uh, your slate work? Um you, you want to you, you do, do squares? Yeah, I'm thinking with some Yorkshire squares, but it's got to be out of slate. I mean, you know. Oh, my gosh. He could do it out of stainless, but, you know. Well, you're, you're then you're, now you're back to being historically accurate, which is like I, Utah. I, I would love to. going to fuck it up. I would love to build every kind of old, you know, fermentation, oh, you know, you system that they had, you know. Get Why don't you go all the way back and, and do chicha? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I suppose we could we could be chewing some stuff. <laughs> We're heating up some rocks. You don't need that. Right. The problem is you know, get enough people to chew. I know there's pride industries across the street. Do you think they would mind, like, chewing up a bunch of uh, grain for us and spitting it in a bucket? Well, they, they're good as – never mind. That was, was going to be nice. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, no, I, I could do the Burton Union. I could do the Yorkshire Square. I could do the Double Drop. Those are all sound pretty good to me. We could do. Uh, we, we'll try. We're we're doing our spontaneous like ferment because uh, oh. we're going to do another another round of that because um, the weather has dropped below freezing uh, overnight in our area. So get a couple of nights of freezing and then we're ready to roll. And that's where oh yeah you're just going to naturally uh, get the uh, spontaneous the, the ferment. So one of the things we thought on that since we don't have a giant cool ship yet. We'll inoculate just like fifty gallons in through, you know, spontaneous inoculation. Uh, you know, we we take it up on the scissor lift up next. To, we are we have louvered uh, vents on the roof, and we'll, we'll copying some. Uh, we'll, we'll take it up there, and it it ferments. It ferments like crazy. We we did it last year too. 
So you're and, not worried and, about getting for about getting a permit. You're going to get that. You know. Oh yeah, no problem. And then um, this time we're thinking we'll ferment that, and then we'll transfer that into a larger batch. Well, that's you're doing the double we'll drop. We'll fire up. Right, that's the same thing we'll, you're talking we'll, about we'll, in English. We'll style. fire up like two barrels. Sure. Instead of doing like a whole giant cool ship, yeah. we'll fire up two barrels in a in a make a start in a in a you know fifty five gallon drum or whatever, and then we'll just transfer that over into a thirty barrel batch yeah. and let that ferment out. It's we're we're still using all spontaneous uh, yeah. derived uh, organisms. Right, made your own starter. Huh? Excellent. Yeah, treat like a starter. Huh. We're always thinking of new things. And how was the beer? Like, you said it was good. They went, you know, you're doing it again. What, you like the flavor profile? and the? Uh... We get some interesting stuff. So we've isolated out like five strains of bread and like just tons really? of different uh, bacteria. Huh. Flavor-wise, they're, they're, they're cool? They're... Uh, yeah, D- differing flavors. There's, um, so there's a, uh, a winery in the valley. We're in this valley in the hills and they grow their own grapes there and they do spontaneous ferment or natural ferment so just the the yeast that's on the grapes and they make some beautiful wines uh, green valley cellars that is how i started this starter for my bread ah uh, yeah see exactly. well and you know so th- we've taken their we've harvested the yeast off of their their wineskins and uh, plated that out i see so but one of the things about the San Francisco Bay Area, I mean, you make you know great sourdough here. Why? It's because of the environment, and I think we're perfectly situated. We get the the, the breeze up from the bay and up through the valley, and it stacks up on that hills behind us, mm-hmm. and it goes across all these uh, you know uh, vineyards and fruit orchards and all that yeah. across the marshes, and I think we we get some spectacular stuff. So I think it's perfectly situated to do what? spontaneous uh, ferment. Maybe it is. We get the freezing nights. Uh, We get the winds. We get everything we need. Hmm. That's what I'm saying, huh? Sounds great. Maybe on to it. Start start saving your one, two, and three-year-old versions. Oh, yeah. We've we've done three-year-old and five-year-old beers already. Because we started right at the beginning. We haven't done uh, that long a beer out of this facility yet, though. Nice. But I, and I think this is perfectly situated. Could be. Well. All right. Well, Pete if you, and Ari, if you guys can stick around, I want to hear what you've been up to. And then we have some uh, Q&A questions from the listeners maybe you can jump in on. Uh, but first, I want to tell you about Ship a Dick. Oh, <laughs> New sponsor. Oh, jeez. Uh, it's in time for Christmas. They have a plethora of dicks. Oh, sure. You can anonymously ship your friends or enemies a giant cardboard dick. They measure almost 30 inches long and 17 inches wide. I mean, I wouldn't call that enormous. I call that, you know, that's average. Uh, and that's almost, I mean, that is more than half width of length. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty girthy. Yeah. Uh, they have a dick for almost every holiday. For Christmas, birthdays, football season, election, Valentine's Day. Bevo says they have one <laughs> for Easter. It's got a little crown of thorns on. Ooh. <laughs> it's called the Res Erection. 
<laughs> Resurrection. Resurrection. Yes. That's funny. All right. Uh, got the only got the best sponsors here. There are, these, you think is, he's kidding? Don't you? This is our demographic. Uh, there are other dick options as well, like a box of dicks, a glitter dick, or even a bouquet of dicks. Again, dicks order, dick orders are 100% anonymous. I don't want it to be anonymous. I want I want people to know. Look, Don, I, here's your dick thing. Here. Yeah. I, I ordered the box of dicks. Yeah. Yeah, get the box. So I can attest for their she need, quality. She I needed them for a bachelorette party. Oh, sure, sure, sure. And you were, there was good value and everything? It was great. It was four ninety nine. Wow, great. Wow. That's for cheap. like 45 of them. We went to Disneyland, so I drew little princesses. I made them into princesses. <laughs> so you should have addicted to anyone, even your boss. Take 20% off your next order at Ship a Dick with using the handy code SESSION. Hey, we need our own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about J E M I L? What the hell? That's what I'm thinking. Or Jamel's a dick. That'd be a good offer yeah. code. Well, I'm telling you, if there's a, like a, a field for notes, put put in there yeah, that yeah. you heard on, the, on, on our show. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be giving away something really cool from Ship a Dick on the December 12th session. So be sure to tune in for your chance to win $50 in cardboard dicks. It's shipadick.com. And I'm telling you, I think I think uh, I'll be a customer. I think I got a few things I could. Uh, I don't, I don't I could imagine send. there's more than one of those. So I got a few. Places, so I, I got a few people I could be sending to. Yeah, just in time for Christmas. All right, just in time for Christmas. And probably inaugur- inaugurations. Yeah. Inaugurations. Yeah. I'm imagining we're going to get quite a few here at the studio. Yeah, that's all I'm thinking. Sure. They're going to show up at our brewery. They're going to show up, uh, you know, everywhere. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear about uh, uh, Ari and Pete's great adventures in the uh, Sacramento region right after this. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a Certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any 
Tiffany Brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Now back to Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Uh, we got uh, Ari and Pete and Tasty and Bevo and Porno Steve all present. Porno Steve, what do you think of the ship of dick? Is this cutting into your business? I mean, you know, sending a live no. live dick? No, not at all. Um, it's actually great for business. Yeah? Yeah. Good yeah. advertising. You can put, Absolutely. You, can put, you uh, can put my name on it. Texas Crack Wrangler yeah. on it and send them out like, uh, you know, advertising. Yeah. Yeah, like a business card. Yeah. Can't yeah. beat them, you know. Join them. Can I get a custom one? Where, like, you, know, like, you probably can't beat them because, I mean, it's cardboard. It's cardboard. It's kind of hard to beat them. Yeah. I think it'd be problematic. It might hurt. Yeah, I thought this would be a quality show with you here, Pete, but apparently not. <laughs> it's going downhill quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we always end up there anyway. We always have the best intentions. <laughs> That's how fast we get there. <laughs> Speaking of the best intentions, so how you you uh, you and Ari were, uh, you've been longtime friends, and you uh, went up to Sacramento area. And yeah. we're hanging out to check out the breweries. and uh, Yeah, Ari and I actually worked together in Silicon Valley back in the uh, 80, 90, 80s, Back in 90s. the days. And we separated, went different directions. Obviously, I went into beer. You went to fame and fortune and, and beer culture. and Yeah. Ari, uh, uh, Ari went to venture capital, so he went to fame and fortune. <laughs> so he went to the money. Yeah, he went to the fortune and to the money. But uh, he called me, geez, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago and said, uh, you want to go for a bike ride? And I said, yeah, I, I, can, I can go for a bike ride. Then he said, uh, I have another friend that will go too. His name is George. And I said, hey, more the merrier. And then he said, uh, well, George is George Mountain. He was number six of the Montreal Olympics in bike riding. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, no fucking way. Bleep. No, no, uh, there's no bleeping. Okay, so... Uh, perfectly loud. Yeah, so we're talking about no, dicks on this thing. I, you can say anything yeah, you want. So so he, Ari said, no, George is a cool guy, and George is a great guy. And uh, we did bike rides around the peninsula. You didn't let, it, you didn't let him lead, did you? Right. Did, you had him follow, did he, right? like, take off, and he then could, you guys, like, he could, he faked, could do, faked he, it, went around he, the block? He could do anything. Waited for him to come back? He could. He would do two or three laps while two hour one. Right. But we also got Judy Ashworth to join us on bike rides. That was fun to have her <laughs> oh, cool. We were talking about... 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. So uh, one day on our rides, uh, we got to a stop sign where I would go right and these two guys would go left. And I said, you know, I got a lot of beer at home. You want to come have some beers? And uh, they came over and we drank. And uh, You got some photos of them? Over over time, we went from doing only bike rides to bike rides and then beer and then saying, fuck it, let's just do the beer. beer. (laughs) We'll do the bike riding on our own separate. So actually, George joined us. Uh, we decided to uh, do a road trip, go out to Sacramento, and I haven't been around Sacramento breweries in decades, literally. So uh, we went out with George and uh, met up with Big Mike Murphy. You know Big mm-hmm. Mike? Yeah, yeah. Interesting guy, great Moore. guy. More, Mike Moore? Oh yeah, did I say Murphy? Yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've had I've had some beers today. Um, oh, the chef, yeah. No, uh, so yeah, we. Uh, Started out in Antioch. We went to Morgan Territory. Mm-hmm. Wanted to get check with uh, Craig. He's always liked his beers, and he has a new, great new facility. Right. So 
anybody in the Bay Area, you should check out Morgan Territory. Yeah, he's a nice guy, too. Yep. And then uh, hit... Emirates. Yeah, we hit uh, seven breweries in a day and a half. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank God Ari was driving. I was. <laughs> I don't remember. No. But but when we do these brewery tours, what's really... what We just don't want to go and... Uh, Drink beer. We like catching up with people. You go during the day, during the off hours, sure. and you have a chance to talk right. to people. At beer festivals, it's impossible to talk to anybody. Oh, yeah. And Ari's an incredible bread maker, and uh, yep. I use some chocolate-making uh, skills and make chocolates. And so we just shoot the shit and eat and drink. And it's it's a hard day at the office. We had a call in sick yeah. yesterday to take time off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they really miss me at the office. But there are some great there are some great beers out there now. Yeah, great well, beers everywhere. What were some of your favorites? Um, first stop at Craig's. Uh, he had just gotten an award at GABF for his uh, Baltic Porter, mm-hmm. and it was beautiful. It was magnificent. Mm-hmm. And, and his he, barley wine. Then he has his barley wine that he brewed from at Schooners and brought it over. Mm-hmm. And that barley wine is just top notch. Uh, I can't. Jeez, you're putting an old fart. Mike Emraz, uh, we went. No, no, but what else at Craig's? These just are the two that left the biggest impression. Yeah. Really, really amazing. Beer. Yeah. Then we went two to style see too. Michael Moraz, and yeah. uh-huh. he started cracking open his sours, and they were they were magnificent. And um, for those of you out there in the uh, studio tonight, I brought in a nice beverage from Brazil. It's a cachaça with a herb called jambu, mm-hmm. and it has an interesting effect on your tongue and mouth it kind of deadens your nerves but cleans everything off so when you have a beer afterward it just explodes in your face and uh we tried it with mike with his sours and it was just unbelievable to see how this really great interesting balance of uh flavors with the sour just overwhelmed your mouth when, mm-hmm. you, when you had it yeah we yeah, all we had it before the show tried it started. in here and uh and it was amazing it like uh it's like pre- pressure washing your yeah, tongue exactly it's like a whole new surface there. So, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's like you drink this this alcohol, basically. Liqueur. And, uh, yeah, about ten, five minutes later, your whole mouth sort of like feels different. And you drink regular beer or coffee or whatever. Yeah. Food. It's great with food. It just yeah. enhances everything. Yeah. The herb is called Jambu, J-A-M-B-U. So everybody out there, look it up. And uh, it's an interesting component to your drinking and eating going forward. You make like a tea with it. You said you've heard it used use in uh, tobacco as a flavor enhancer. And yeah, in India, they're using it as an addition to chewing tobacco. Huh. Huh. It makes French fries taste pretty good, too. Yeah, it's all strengthening <laughs> uh, French so you fries. Can, you can eat some more really crappy, yeah. a little dose of this, and it just tastes so much better. Fine dining for cheap. Jambu, and you said you can get the seeds on, on Amazon? On Amazon.com, yeah. Yeah, you can get a thousand seeds for yeah. $9.95. <laughs> well, while we were in Sacramento, I looked up Peter Hoey. I haven't really spent any time with Peter in, oh, uh-huh. in yeah. a long time. And Ari and I went to visit him when he was at uh, Sac Brewing mm-hmm. a long time ago. And uh, he had his new label, on- Onondata. Uh-huh. Oh, right, right, yeah. And, and he gave us a bottle. He gave us each a bottle Ten years ago, mm-hmm. and I've been cellaring it and brought it back to him, huh. and we mm. cracked it open. And it's a saison, nice right? No, this, no it this was, was a quad. A quad, quad, quad okay. It was a strong. A quad with cherries in a in, oh. a in a bourbon barrel. 
Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Beer. But yeah, cherries definitely in you. Ten years old and damn. And the cherries made it. Yeah. So it has some cherry character. Huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember, uh, I think, trying that beer a while back. It was quite, quite nice. Very nice, yes. Well, speaking of uh, saisons and sours, got a question for you guys from... Shuffle um, um, some paper here. From uh, Dara. Dara says, uh, A group of us in an online sour beer and barrel-aged enthusiast group were having a discussion as to whether or not a sour saison can actually exist. There were two schools of thought. One was that a sour saison was an impossibility based on the historical journey of the style and that the cheap kettle souring that American breweries are doing of saisons now was not, in fact, a true saison. They argued that sour saison was just tart and not, in fact, sour. The school of thought was that evolution of style had gotten us to a point where a sour saison could, in fact, exist, and there were many commercial examples given of what some found to be good sour saisons. They said that they all felt the saisons they cited were sour and not just tart. I'm not a brewer concerned with style. I brew for my own taste. However, I thought it was an interesting question since I'm a fan of saisons and working on a saison base that I have soured using Brett and Lacto. In your opinion, can a sour saison exist by standards or is a bullshit name for a beer we just don't know what yet to call it? Love to know what you think. Gratefully, Dara. Pete? Ari? Is it the bread question? Bread, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not bread. Well, like, like, not like, bread. bread. It, is, it is a bread question. Like most questions, it just begs other questions. But Right. Yeah, well, to me, uh, I don't, I don't, I, a sour I, beer maker just right. takes a basic right. Belgian recipe and turns it into whatever sour character he wants. Well, right? we've, we've, we've purposefully made a sour barley wine. Yeah. Purposefully, not like accidentally. You, you, we you we've we've okay. done a sour dark beer, a sour like from a porter base. We've done you know many different kinds of sours, so it doesn't necessarily, I think, have to be you know a, a strict like a lambic type of process and that same recipe. I think there's room for creativity. It's like putting fruit in an IPA or putting, uh, you know, hops in a sour beer or, or put, making, you know, a hoppy stout, which didn't exist before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the American-style stout, uh, like Rogue's uh, uh, Shakespeare stout, you know, great example right there. Right. Now, are stouts supposed to be hoppy? No. Uh, but can you? Sure. Same thing on the sour saison. Mm-hmm. Can you sour a saison? Sure, why not? Well, um, is, now, is it still a saison? No. If if you were to introduce it to somebody as no, wouldn't fit this. Here's a saison. They'd say no, it's not. Yeah, yeah it's not a saison. Right. But styles do evolve, and uh, I don't know the exact mm-hmm. history of saisons. But if it's been around for 500 years, I would bet those saisons were sour. Yeah, they had to. most all beer was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's yeah. not. It's not out of the context of what the style yeah. may have been. Mm-hmm. It's what what the evolution of the style has been. Right. With my sourdough, I brewed beer three times, mm-hmm. just using sourdough. And the sourdough origin is just the Bay Area air mm-hmm. on grapes, on cabbage leaves, whatever. Right. Lands up, and every time the character was right off the bat after the brewing was a farmhouse. 
style beer. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it tasted. Now, if mm-hmm. you leave it l- sitting long enough, other bacteria kind of continue to live in it, and, and one of those actually soured up by itself. Mm-hmm. But uh, the two others did not. So it depends, I guess, on the environment of the be- in the beer, what the bacteria likes and not like. Absolutely. I met one brewer in Belgium making a saison where he exposed it to the air for a day and then added a cultured yeast on day two and let mm-hmm. let the let the critters fight it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of each, yeah. Well, and, uh, you know, <laughs> when I first started uh, brewing and, and doing uh, spontaneously fermented stuff, uh, you know, in my garage in Elk Grove, wasn't the best environment. But darned if, you know, everything didn't turn out, you know, on the back on the back porch. Well, that turned out, you know, just about anywhere I wanted, it just turned out. And it would, you know, not be acetic. It would not be, you know, you know, disgusting. It, I think, you know, it, beer wants to be beer. I think this is, and, and turn out relatively pleasant with alcohol because... You know, if you look back, you know, as as to how beer was discovered, right, right? or fermentation was discovered, it was essentially accidental. They didn't know anything about yeast or anything. No, nobody knew about yeast. Yet here it turned out with alcohol, and it tasted decent, and I think, you know, just in general, it wants to be that way, you know? Just like wine, just crush up grapes. Well, there's bacteria on there. There's, you know, bread on there. Tastes great, you know? So I, don't, I, think, I don't do yeah. many sour beers. So what do you think the uh, success rate is of spontaneous fermented beer? I mean, you've had great success, you're saying. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. think most people really end up with something? I mean, that I've heard people I, like they didn't like the beer, but maybe they just weren't giving enough time to find it. I think if you give it the right conditions, temperature-wise and all that, yeah. and if you avoid letting fruit flies land on it and all that, your chances you're, you have pretty pretty high success rate. Okay, cool. I think it could be, you know... I was going to say 90, but let's go 80-20. You know, 80-20 sure. rule applies to everything in life. Right. So I imagine 80% always mm. just works out. Nice. So, and when you, you do your uh, like you do your uh, spontaneous fermentation, can you, can you then uh, harvest that and say that, use that like as a, like the next time, like next year? You have to go and See, re-inoculate every right. year. Right. So uh, that's another thing um, that I was talking about with the Rosalaire blend that uh, Yeast does. And I was talking to them. I was talking to uh, White Labs. And all those guys were like, oh, no, no, no. You can't, you know, the, the when you're talking about blends of yeast, oh, you can't just repitch it because the the balance will be off. You're going to end yeah. up with more the of the this one that one. Just, yeah. Yeah. However, I have, I have tried that. And... While the results may be slightly different, they're pretty much still spot on. And so what I was starting to believe is it's like every organism has its place in the world. You know, the, the bacteria and the yeast and all this, they they tend to have their portion of the ferment that they do. And then at the end, you know, the, the souring happens or all this, you know, it, it just depends. It, it's not like one thing completely occludes the other it's it, it all Takes just a kind of is in a harmony but some are more participatory than others some, right some are no, doing they, a lot more of the take work a, take a village is very interesting when i do when i start a new culture for my bread i did it twice mm-hmm. one of them lasted 15 years and the last the one i'm using now is now four years old i found that i can just take grapes or any other fruit put it mm-hmm. in some water and flour and in two days it's bubbling mm-hmm 
It takes about three months for the ecosystem or the symbiotic, really re- symbiotic kind of relationship balance, to kind of yeah. form a balance. So uh, the lacto does its job. Mm-hmm. The pedia does its job. The yeast does its job. Mm-hmm. One converts a, a starches to sugar. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. converts sugar to alcohol. Some convert alcohol to vinegar. Mm-hmm. And, they after, and it depends on the medium. Either right. it's a wine or, or beer or flour and water. Mm-hmm. A different, a different culture community, develops. Yeah. community mm-hmm. of symbiotic relationship between bugs develops. Right, right. So I know that if I, I do it with, a, I use the sourdough for a, a for a beer brewing. Mm-hmm. It does what it does. I don't think you can take a second generation and do it again. It will, it will not be come exactly out again the same. because the, the, right. the medium is different. Now it's not flour and water anymore. Right, it's wort. But see, what I think happens is when you introduce, you know, a certain number of these creatures into this, you know, vast environment, you know, some grow faster, some grow slower. So the ones that would thrive in the, you know, the the, the flower water may not so much. Exactly. Uh, But, you know, again, they they very quickly kind of reach a balance that Mm -hmm. is like, well... I did what I could do, and you know I'm stopping, and somebody else can can right. take over at this point. And and so when you take that and repitch it, pretty much turns out the same, you know, every time. It, it's different. I, I think I always think of like uh, bugs, like I do Saccharomyces. Like say I did a blend uh-huh. of, of of sac uh-huh. to make a beer, and those that would thrive in that particular ward, they would they they would, they would you know when they first find themselves in it, they would reproduce to consume. What they see is what what they need to do. Right. Likewise, any other yeast in there would do the same thing. Maybe not reproduce as much, not seeing the dextrins or whatever the things that it likes to eat. But the end it when it's done, each has thrived and done what they do best, leaving like this different mixed mix. The uh, survivors, different ratios, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that I could see where if you went and took that same that end product and pitched it like later in a different batch, why you're starting out exactly where you end up, right? Right. So what, I can see you could reproduce. Well, didn't, Jay at Rear Barrel, he's, he's been doing his four-generation thing for a while, yeah. and each generation becomes more and more lactic, so yeah. the end result does change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe too yeah, lactic. But see, I think it may be that you're growing more lactic, but the lactic's only going to go so far. It It's self-limiting on pH. You know, and... Uh, a lot of the things that the Brett will do, the lactic can't do. So whether that happens before or after will determine you know, certain flavor compounds. But generally, I think they both kind of go to a limit, working on separate paths. And you know, they, they reach their, their end, end point. And maybe they reach their end point at different times. So if you're trying to get something really quick and early... Um, you know, are you tasted early? It's quite a bit more sour at this point. But the, at the far end, if you just wait, they both end up reaching the same terminal point. So I think that there's, you know, I, I, I don't know that it's really uh, true or not. But I think that this this uh, advice that, no, you can't repitch mixed culture is not necessarily true. Yeah. May not get the same result. You could, maybe you could get something similar, right? Well, and I've grown stuff up from bottles and you know from complex yeah, beers and taste. You know the the end profile is pretty much spot on. You'd expect yeah. shocking. Hmm. Yeah. All right, let's take another uh, short break, and when we come back, I want to hear uh, more 
about, uh, I don't know, things. All right, right after this. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch Do out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Hey there, BN Army. Have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, white yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Chicken Boy. This is Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. You know, speaking of speaking of yeasts and odd yeasts and and uh, cult, mixed cultures and all that, uh, you guys familiar with uh, White Labs? They've got their um, uh, vault. You know the vault? I'm definitely familiar. I was looking at that today, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's cool is they've collected, you know, thousands of different kinds of yeast over the over the past twenty some odd years. Most of those you never see. Most of those you never have a chance at at uh, you know selecting and using. But they got some really cool ones. And what they'll do every so often is 
They uh, select a bunch of different yeasts. They they post them online in the vault. You go to uh, whitelabs.com forward slash the vault. And you can see this list of of different yeasts. You kind of vote on it and say, yeah, I'm I'm committing to buy that yeast if if that's the one that's selected. And everyone's kind of you get get your homebrew club together, get everyone to, to agree. Go to social media. Hey, help me out media. here, right? Yeah. And you'll explain why this is such a great yeast that you want to use, and then uh, you know if, if that's the one that, or the top one or two or whatever it is that gets the most votes, they'll go ahead and do batches of those, and then you get that yeast, and you can use a yeast that otherwise you'd never have a chance to get. Yep. You know, yeast that maybe are not available anywhere yep. else in the world because. You know, that brewery died out in they the got last much, 20 years. They got in the freezer, yeah. Right. So it's very cool. Check it out. I mean... I was looking at one today. Uh, yeah. Rapid uh, Lager, they call it. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And it needs like 230 more people to pre-order it, and they'll go ahead and make it. Well, there you go. Do they describe what the result will be from it? Well, just describe, you know, the general... Yeah, they got they the, they the flocculation. Information. Continuation, stuff like that. Yeah, they, they do some, some work. They do a test. We did a five-day yeah. ferment, got this result. Yeah. Right. And you know they're not putting stuff out there that's crap. No, 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 no. They're, they're putting stuff that they've they've tried, and it's like you know that's kind of cool. I like the way this tastes. Uh, maybe other people would like it, and so yeah. they put it out there as available. They're, these vials or these packets, they're they're, they're unique. They're patented uh, packaging uh, technique. Uh, they're like these things are like seven dollars or something. You know, not too much different than a regular. Yeah. Uh, but check them out. Uh, Whitelabs.com uh, forward slash the vault, and uh, put in your your order today. All right. Uh, speaking of collabs, we're speaking about collabs during the week during the break. Yeah, I'm doing a collab with Fuller's in England. Oh yeah, at the Chiswick. You mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. cool. And that goal, I'm so excited. Oh man, huh? And not to not my not, name here. Will you? Not Come to, on. Not to say I'm not so excited about collab. all the other collabs that we're doing in March. We're, we're doing a bunch. We're going to do another Which, one at Malmo. Some of the listeners are there. We're going to do, you know. They're important too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. No, I love all this. We're going to do one in uh, in in, uh, in in Holland. We're doing one in uh, in Sweden. We're doing uh, uh, three, uh, three in England. Yeah, in Amsterdam. Uh, well, in Utrecht. Um, but uh, we're doing uh, one with Fuller's, and I'm just so excited. What, what are you doing with Fuller's? Do you know? I don't know that it's really been 100% locked down, but one of the things we've been talking about is uh, maybe I'm not supposed to be talking about stuff. I don't know how they react if I, if I Look how open excited the k- he is. kimono. He's got a shitting grin on his face. <laughs> know, He's so like, they are sort of old you, we're, we're, we're looking He's at writing you. it down to show us, but he won't tell you. We're, we're doing, we're doing, uh, well, we've been talking about. Could be something about, like. A black currant goza. Whoa, that's outside their box. Oh yeah, mm. way outside. Whoa. they're just like, I don't know how we're going to do this on our kit, but uh, you know, I'm like throwing suggestions out there. How about we can this? make this happen? That? Yeah, yeah, going to do the drop down ferment or whatever. <laughs> Double drop. <laughs> Double drop. Sounds like a bad experience in the woods. <laughs> Double drop. Oh, yeah. Got about the Double drop. Right. Well, no, you're on the toilet. You get the first drop. Yeah, you forgot about the second. Yeah, you got to wait for the second That's one. That's a hanger. Right. You want that, that second drop being in the shorts. <laughs> for informational. But I am so excited. You should be. Yeah. I'll kill for that. That's just, just cool. Back, I mean, it's such a historic Put me down as your backup, and I will kill you. 
Right. I I always invite you to come with me on these trips. Do I not? I'm coming in April. Yeah, I'm going a month later than you. Yeah, and you're just like, no, no. I'll be there to taste the beer. Yeah, well, there you go. Taste the beer. I'll pretend I'm you. All right. Yeah. They won't tell the difference between us. Uh, Yeah. Difference at all. They, they, They drink heavily there, I think. Yeah. All right. That is a good thing. All right. Pardon me. Um, I thought this was another good question for us, us assembled. Uh, Stephanie in Mont- Montreal was asking, uh, actually sent this into uh, Bruce Strong, but hey, who, who's counting? Uh, listening to your show, I, I often hear you talking about a biscuity because I, I, I mean, we talk about biscuity on this show too. Sure. Biscuity taste in, to some malts, especially in British style pale malt. Never quite tasted what you meant until it occurred to me that I might not be thinking of the right taste. A lot of times, you know, in England, a biscuit is a cookie. Yeah. Uh, in the U.S. Uh, vernacular, you see, I'm French Canadian. Well, everyone's got their their crosses to bear. And although I fully understand that biscuit in American English means a dinner roll kind of thing. Uh, biscuity immediately evokes a sweeter cookie taste and aroma to me. Biscuit means cookie in French. Really? Uh, I think maybe our brewing brothers and sisters in the UK could have the same problem. Could you be a bit more specific in your description of that taste? It's very hard to rid yourself of these sort of automatic evocative associations between words and taste aroma. But I think it might I might be able to see what you mean if I had other images to associate it with. That makes sense. And I cannot begin to tell you how I appreciate your show and all you guys are doing for homebrewers. Thanks again. Um, you guys know what I mean when I say biscuity, yeah? I think so, yeah. Not quite bready, but uh, yeah. yeah, like a cookie without the sugar. But I also know what she means. I lived in Montreal sure. for 10 years. Yeah. And biscuit is something different. It's, uh-huh. the, it's uh-huh. a little cookie. Yeah, it's a, like, a, like these flat little dry cookies that crumble very easily, almost like gingerbread. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when we say biscuity, it's something else. So we have to figure out a different word for the French Canadian. But I think here we are, so, we're really talking about bread, right? When we talk about biscuit. Yeah. Uh, bready, toasty, um, uh, cracker like, yeah. uh, grainy. Cracker would be a good word. Yeah. Cracker. Okay. Cracker. We got a lot of crackers around here. Pretty crackery. Yeah, crackery. See, but here. Think of like a saltine cracker, a saltine, not a not a yeah. not a goza cracker, mm. a uh, yeah. like a bready, uh, you know, uh, toasty, you know, uh, cracker, yeah, biscuity. Yeah, biscuity. It's got that sort of uh, caramelized uh, top, kind of dry, maybe. Light, light uh, to, you know, toasty grain. That's what's behind it. So if it's a malty beer, it's gonna. Come across as more of a sweet bread kind of thing, but uh, oh, if it's here, a dry beer, I'm, go- I'm going more. The dryness, you know, the pale, uh, being like a Hellas with a biscuity flavor. Yeah, you know, some of that grainy Hellas tends to go sweet. You know, some of the English small, you know, the raw two row, the Alex, that gives you some of that, a bit of that uh, yeah. biscuity, yeah, kind of. Uh, I get that. Of course, go. like the English malts, uh, Maris Otter's breed. Typically has that, right? Right, right. That, that Marisava comes to mind, yeah. Right. Yep. So there you go. All right. So, uh... No? Just yes. a different color, Stephanie. It's not like your kind of biscuit. It's a different <laughs> kind of biscuit. Go to the store, get some Pillsbury biscuits, and, uh... Right. Bake them up. Smell yeah, them. bake those up. There you go. 
biscuity. They're not sweet. Right. All right. Let's take another break. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll wrap up with uh, maybe another question, maybe another story. Maybe Pete will tell us a story. Huh, Papa Pete? Tell us a story. Once upon a time. All right. Right after this. The Vault, created by White Labs. The Vault is a collection of new, creative, and unique yeast strains from around the world. These strains have never been available to homebrewers. Most have not even been available to professionals. You have the power to release the yeast. Through the Vault, White Labs is giving you the power to decide which strains are put into production and giving you the opportunity to brew with these strains. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and pre-order the yeast strain of your choice and encourage your friends to do the same. Once 250 pre-orders have been achieved, White Labs will put that strain into production. The strain will be mailed directly to your doorstep, ready to make the beer you've always wanted to brew. This program was created with the homebrewer in mind. White Labs is relying on you to help release these strains, which may blaze the way for future new and unique beers. Help release the yeast. Visit whitelabs.com slash the vault. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. New at Williams is the innovative line of Intertap forward-sealing beer faucets with interchangeable spouts, as well as a new grain mill motorizing kit that features a gear motor that spins your mill at the correct 180 RPM without the need for hazardous belts. Also new is the Mark II Wart Pump, a magnetic drive high-temperature pump that starts at only $69.99, but does the job of pumps costing twice as much. Other exclusives include their Brewer's Edge mini regulators in mini configurations, as well as their exclusive line of Keg King kegs and Keg King disconnects. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse their vast selection. From now until September 30th, enter web coupon NETWORK at checkout with any order of $75 or more and get a free Williams Brewing baseball hat with your order. Now back to Jamil, Tasty, and Blise. It's Brewing with Style. All right, we're back. Ari is quite the bread maker. It's quite biscuity. <laughs> <laughs> he makes some uh, amazing breads. All right. Ari, you should give us a bread recipe. Water, flour, <laughs> water, flour, and salt. 
Uh-huh. And the gods give you some yeast. Uh-huh. And then it's in the process. No, I think you should throw in a give us give us a recipe on what we're eating currently. You're eating here water, flour, <laughs> some salt. I'm not kidding. Uh-huh. So it's the ratio between the flour and the water is... There's some cheese on there, too. But, but, but I'm getting to it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, the dough is made out of a 78% um, flour, a water to the flour. So if you have a kilo of flour, 780 grams of... Water? The other way around, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, and some salt, 2% of the weight of the flour is salt. Okay. Standard of all breads. Uh-huh. And basically let it ferment uh-huh. overnight. This is a not commercial yeast. It's wild yeast, so it takes forever. It takes 24 hours to ferment this bread. And this yeast you got from, like, rubbing it on your crotch or what? <laughs> no, no. You put it... <laughs> His beard. I have a, I have a walking cooler. Uh-huh. At home, believe uh-huh. it or not. That is so about, uh, our listeners should just go to their walk-in cooler. <laughs> no, a 50-degrees environment, basically. 50 uh-huh. degrees, it uh, rises overnight, you flatten it, divide it, uh-huh. flatten it, uh-huh. put some good Parmesan cheese with a little bit of black pepper on it uh-huh. before you bake it. Put uh-huh. it in the oven, the hottest oven you can get. My oven gets to about 600 degrees. Put it in seven minutes. Cleaning it, so. It pops up, uh-huh. and you take it out, and that's what it tastes like. <laughs> 600. I, I, I'm pointing the microphone to the bread so everybody can see. I think you've you've uh, simplified things a bit. And the rest, it's like, you know, your beer recipes. I think we Very need a new shelf. Baking with style. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> to style. <laughs> Baking to style. By the style. way, this bread that we're eating is called fugas, which mm-hmm. is a French version of the focaccia. Oh. Well, there you go. It's very good. Now, Pete, post, have you seen... Uh, beer, too. Have you seen? I know you uh, are quite familiar with the HA. Have you seen the new uh, Brew Guru app from the HA? I have not. Tell me more, please. Oh, it's quite cool. It is uh, a free app. You can get it from all your standard app places, from like you know the guy on the corner, the Google Play Store, the Apple I Store, uh, App Store, um, and it'll tell you where. Like all the breweries are, where the homebrew shops are, which ones are giving you discounts, yeah, all that stuff. If you're bumming around uh, Sacramento, it'll, t- it'll alert you yeah. that you're near a discount giving uh, beer yeah. place. A brewery that appreciates the yeah. uh, AHA member and you know helps pay your your uh, your membership fee back. Well, anyone that joins the AHA through the Brewing Network, um, join the AHA link now through Christmas Eve. Using the promo code BNARMY, will receive two books mailed to their home address. The books are going to be Wooden Beer, A Brewer's Guide, and Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to uh, Classic Beer Styles by well, Ray. Why not your beer? Why not your book? <sighs> you know, they throw out the books that don't sell very well. You know. <laughs> that one by Ray, I don't think anyone has that one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the HA does a lot of great things for homebrewers, oh, yeah. including, uh, you know, the member discounts oh, yeah. and uh, this Brew Guru app. You get uh, uh, Zymergy, which Zymergy. is worth the price of uh, admission right there. Priority and then, for GABF tickets. Yeah, yeah, priority, the member session, the yeah. GABF, yeah. and the rallies. We do a rally oh, every my God, year. Yeah. At, uh, well, one rally a year would be worth the trouble. At, uh, at Heretic. And yeah. holy smokes, that pays. For, we give away enough stuff. I guarantee you, it pays for the entire membership right there. Right that day. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, Twice. check it out. Go to the, uh, the Brewing Network site, thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, check out the uh, Join the AHA link. If you're not an AHA member, you can renew through this thing, too. And you get these two free books, and uh, you help a great organization that uh, supports you. Mm. And, uh, um, you know, there you go. So, uh, check it out. All right. Um, I think that's it. That's another fine show. Yeah. Another fine mess you've gotten me into, Ollie. Well, we done it. We did it. We did it. We done it. Uh, if you enjoy this kind of programming, uh, make sure to uh, check out our store. GreatNetwork.com slash store. There's some new stuff in there. Check it there's out. There's new stuff in there. There is uh, there, there's the glasses. There's the hoodies. There's the the That's metal those, growlers. The tin tacker. $15 for a tin, tin tacker. Awesome. There are the bread making kits. There is uh, Ari's recipe bread. book for breads. There is uh, you can get uh, the 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 uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, Jambu uh, Seeds, they're selling there now. $9.95. $9.95. They're branded. Uh, being, each one says Be an Army on the seed. Yeah. Um, you know, hand hand etched, people tells me. She with says a Sharpie. Yes. With, <laughs> hand etched with a Sharpie. Uh, helps your Jambu really jam. Yeah? It's the best. Right. Well, and uh, anything you buy at the Brain Network store goes to the bottom line of the Brewing Network, helps uh, keep programming like this on the air. So until then, everybody, uh, ship a dick. I mean, (laughs) brew strong. (laughs) 